This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. A few years ago, a young high school senior got out of a car on Granville Street in downtown Vancouver. It was in the spring, April or May. He had decided to join a different group of friends. He was riding in the back seat on the driver's side. They were in the right lane. Granville is a one-way street downtown, and when he exited the door, a city bus slammed right into him. He'd been a star athlete and a superior scholar. His future was bright and lying directly ahead, all over in an instant. When things like this happen, it gives us all pause for thought. That's not the way it is supposed to be. That's not the way it is with most of us. Most of us have time to consider dying, especially we retired people. We have managed to the retirement phase of life. We have seen some of our friends die. We have read about others, like the young man described above, who died much too soon. Many of us have seen our parents through their last days. We know that death awaits. Why is it then that we hesitate or refuse to plan for this defining moment? A few years ago, a good friend of mine called to inform us that he was headed to a convalescent center. He had experienced a very painful night and could no longer manage at home. He took many drugs to alleviate pain. One of them was morphine. He'd advanced to the stage where he must carry a morphine pump. He took a steady dose. The drug also played with his mind. He needed assistance. He had mesolithioma, asbestosis. He was given six months to live. Two years passed. Hospice had been a weekly companion. The nurse became a friend, in a way. He was in continual denial. His life changed ever so slowly. He continued to go to the gym. He lifted weights and did fewer routines. He still went for walks, slower and shorter. He sat in front of a coffee shop and read. The rest of his life was spent in his small, darkened, silent apartment. This was as it had been for many years. After his diagnosis, I asked if he had prepared his affairs, a will, a power of attorney, a health directive concerning end-of-life medical treatment, etc. Not yet came the same reply over the entire two years. After an inquiring and encouraging that this be done periodically, I gave up. He just didn't prepare. And I'll tell you, my friend had always been well prepared for whatever might happen next. That's why he led such a regimented life and low-key. He never liked change, and he never liked surprises. Life got more painful and difficult. Eventually, he had to seek this institutional care. He told us he would end it all if he could. He described facing the wall and rubbing his hands and face against it just so he could get some physical contact. A sad story.
He had no way to take his own life that particular night. Later, that same night, he told me he had prepared a will, a health directive, and an end-of-life request. It was on his computer, unsigned, and thus invalid. The following day, we had him sign all the papers. It was the last day he was capable of doing such a thing. He lasted two weeks in the nursing home. The smell of urine and excrement met us as we turned down the hall to find his room. He shared the dimly lit room with another man. The beds were narrow and minimal. There was one chair next to the bed. The closets were small to non-existent. He was on a five-day trial period. That's what the hospice nurse called it. After that, they would reconsider. If the pain abates, if it didn't, we don't know how to die. It is something that's left out of our education, our culture, and our technological world. We have a can-do attitude about everything. We've coined all sorts of cliches to cement this attitude into our very soul. Though one sits on the brink of death, it's a taboo subject. Something may happen. Sometimes miracles happen. We refuse to face the abyss. We have organizations to help us with this end of life, hospice and death with dignity groups, and of course, organized religion. But many times we don't consult them until it's too late. My mind goes to considering death as I understand it in ancient Rome. Death was not something to be feared. Death just happened. The soldier would fall on his sword rather than be humiliated in defeat. Life for most of us, including my friend, can be very bad as we near the end. There are many ways to die that might be a better choice. There's an excellent low-budget movie you may be able to find on Netflix that compassionately deals with this topic entitled Paddleton. It's like paddle with ton on the end. It will stick with me till the end. We all have our own thoughts on this topic. The difficulty seems to be in sharing them. We rarely talk about them to others. We rarely think about them. We rarely face them. I guess good old American know-how can solve lots of problems. But on this one, we many times fall short. It might be time we each give this topic a little air. This is Retirement Talk. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.